Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Coming up on TMS, wasn't there an extraterrestrial movie called E.T. something? Brush up on your Bogart. They had DNA in 1982. Your father fought in the Star Wars. Lemon entry, my dear Watson. Nobody puts million dollar baby in the corner. Screwed by cherries. Proves what, you dumbasses. Pull up a potato, we're having chair. The happiest virus factory on Earth. I'll keep tweaking. Affected by a chunk of cotton. Doing it with sheep. Oling with Bill. Beelzebub has a dodo set aside for me with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You missed that pot again. You probably don't have enough time to practice. You can have more time to practice your putting with the Potty Putter, the amazing new toilet time golf game that lets you practice your putting on the potty. Well, it's a well-run campaign. Midget and broom and whatnot. The Morning Stream. I can't just give you new irises. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the Morning Stream for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian David. Hi, Brian. Oh, hello, Scott. How are you? Happy um, Tuesday. Happy to Tuesday you. to you as well. I got to ask you a question. Have you noticed in the last couple of days that my voice has sounded any different than usual? Um, it's a little more feminine, but I was I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything. And uh, oh, dang, I was not. All the, all the people, everybody's been saying it. I just you know didn't want to mention it. Yeah, uh, you don't want to bring it up. Didn't want to make it. You don't want to stir the pot. I get it. That's right. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, didn't notice. I did some uh, some 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 very basic sort of recalibration of of mixer oh, and mic used, did you use the uh that adobe software thing that uh oh no 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 that thing sucks for what we do because we have too much other stuff going on um that gotcha. thing i figured out the use case for that adobe thing it's good yeah. for uh i recorded a thing on my phone and it was in an echoey garage or something oh, no, not not that there was a thing that am i am i completely remembering something different there was a tool that helps you get your settings correct Oh, no, you're thinking of the tool. Okay, so there's another tool on there that's it's called Mike. Not it's Adobe, called, then, right? Well, it's Somebody Adobe, else. but it's called Mic Check. And, uh, that's it, yeah. It, it, lets you, it tells you whether your mic's on all the good ranges and stuff. But that right. wasn't even that. What, I, what happened okay. to me was I was listening to Film Sack. Just went back and listened, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a little yep. bit inside baseball, everybody. I'm listening to the old shows. and I'm You not, listen to our shows? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not all always, right, yeah. but occasionally. Usually it's just to like <laughs> say, how does everybody sound? Should I text Randy and say, hey, your mic's a little on the fuzzy side? Or, you know, these, these yeah. kind of things. Sure. So I'll do that occasionally. And I did this the other day. And I realized, listening to myself, 
that I was just a little bit on the robot register, just like a little too modulated okay. or something. And I couldn't figure out why I was and nobody else was. And so I started I, fiddling. I just started working here. I'm not trained to use the robot register. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll have you clean him back. And then later you can come up front and learn how to use that. <laughs> Great. Okay. Anyway, so uh, I decided to do this thing they call, oh, now I forgot the name. But basically, it's a, there's a name for this. Audio people know it. It's a uh, you stage your stage. This mixer staging or something like that, but basically just means kind of get back to a reset of where all your basics are, and then kind of tweak it out to where it fits your voice the best. And I think I'm there, but it took a couple of days, so I probably sounded a little tinny the other day or yesterday, maybe to some people. Maybe it doesn't come come across on Discord, but it might. Yeah, my Discord might not have. Uh, I mean, you obviously use the same microphone for Discord that you use for the recording. But, yeah, it's uh, the same deal. No, but I didn't, you didn't. Okay, Claire got it. Gain staging. Gain staging. Yeah, hmm. which is not uh, is it a detergent uh, thing. <laughs> it's what uh, it's what Christian Bale had to do before he w- uh, became uh, 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 what's his name, Cheney, Dick Cheney. He had to gain <laughs> stage. Uh, no, well, it's okay. <laughs> it's literally like, uh, hey, put your gain in neutral put all your other stuff down and then work your way to a place you like oh that's good because then you don't get that hum that you know from people who just crank up their gain yeah you get yeah you get a lot of uh hum and this is a good way to avoid that yeah chat says i sound better today but a little nasally i'm not nasally at all i just think the way i have it set up i don't know i'm gonna i'll keep tweaking is what i'm saying all right Yeah. yeah i'll keep at it uh all right let's get to some stuff Brian, I brought a sure. movie quiz for you today because you're always quizzing oh, me. Damn it, it's time to quiz you. Okay, sounds good. Let's see. Let's find out how little Brian knows about movies. That's right. Now, the way this one works is, I'm going to give you a series of. We'll see how many we get through. There's like 50 here. We don't have to do all okay. 50. All right. Um, but I, but there are a series of quotes, and your job is to attribute yeah. them to what film. Okay, right? gotcha. All right. Now, some of these we're going to start easy. Sure. And then we'll work into some that are a little bit harder. Maybe none of them are. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, the your, more I look at these. Your your father fought in the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to have the Star Wars lightsaber, Luke. <laughs> right. That's no, exact, not that easy. Okay. Some right. of these are right. that easy. Okay. Some of them. In fact, sure. number one starts right in that zone. So <laughs> the, goal, the goal here is speed. Not so much accuracy, but speed. Well, accuracy okay. matters, but... Because sure. these are so relatively easy, the, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you're going to be able to, you're going to have to go. Oh yeah, boom, 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 boom. Okay, sure. If you get them right, if you get them wrong, I'm not actually keeping track here. Okay. Uh, someone in the chat want to keep track of Brian's performance? That's up to you. All right. All right. So let's start with this one. May the force be with you. Well, that would be Star Wars: uh, A New Hope, uh, Episode Four. If we want to get, uh, if you want to get crazy, you want to get jiggy with it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, number two. There's no place like home. That'd be your Wizard of Oz. Nice. I'm the king of the world. Uh, that'd be Titanic. Nice. Carpe diem. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives that's extraordinary. What's your, your uh, good uh, goodwill hunting? No, that's the other one. Robin Williams. Uh, um. Oh my God! Why am I blanking on this? It's uh, Captain. My Captain. Stand on the desk. Yep. Uh, you're, um, get, you're getting there. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god why am i blanking on the name of this nobody uh, say in the chat or don't 
I'm not even looking at the chat. Yeah. Robin Williams, uh, he's a, a teacher, inspires his students. Stand on your desks, you dumb kids, he yep. says in another line in the movie. Yep, uh, yep. get on those desks. Yeah, uh, you screw it. Let's. I've already blown this time-wise, so let's keep, let's, uh, what is it? Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society, damn it. Yeah, yep. it's all good. All right, number five. Jesus. Elementary, my dear Watson. Well, that's uh, any of the Sherlock, uh, you want me to go Hound of the Baskervilles or... <laughs> I'm gonna Let's give that. Say, I'm yeah, gonna give it to you because Holmes, uh, I'll give it to you. They're gonna, they're they're yeah. saying that the very first appearance was the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes in '39, but I'll give it to you because you're absolutely right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. That's uh, Frankenstein. Correct. My mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. All right. Nicely done. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, Terminator. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I was waiting for this one. Jaws. Here's looking at you, kid. Casablanca. Nice. My precious. That'd be uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Apollo 13. I was hoping to get the number wrong. Dang it. All right. I know. Was... There's no cry- <laughs> I never saw the first 12. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. That's a league of their own. Good Lord, you're killing it. E.T. phone home. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Come on now. That'd be E.T. That's really... in the extraterrestrial. Yeah, that's really literally on here. That's e. so stupid. E.T. is colon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't handle the truth. I'd be a few good men. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Oh, my Lord. Uh, first uttered in Dr. No, I believe. It says here, well, if this is correct, Goldfinger was the first time, but you knew it was James oh, Bond. Really? We'll count. Yeah. yeah. They claim that. I don't know if that's true. But they it might it. be. You know what? He, ooh, don't know if he ordered a martini in Dr. No. That was the first James Bond movie, but I'm not sure if he ordered a martini. Okay. Now things get a little uh, All right, good. A little weird we'll, here. Now we're stepping it up. Yeah. All right, good. Check this one. Life is a banquet. And most poor suckers are starving to death. Ooh, that uh, sounds like a Scorsese line. I'm going to say uh, Goodfellas. It is 1958's Auntie Mam. Auntie Mamie. Oh, May- Auntie Mame. Mame. Yes. Is that it? Never heard it. Mammy, how I love you. How, how I love you. Mammy, mammy. Okay. All right. If you build it, they will come. Duh. That'd be your field of dreams. Yep. Uh, the, uh, the stuff dreams are made of. That's it? That's the line? The yep. stuff dreams are made of. I actually knew this one, but only because I'd seen it uh, in the last oh, couple wow. of years. Wow. And it, I'll, I'll uh, the hint is it's Son old. of Flubber. Uh, cl- let's see if that's correct. Is it correct? <laughs> no. It is the Maltese Falcon, 1940. Oh, I've never seen it. I need to see that. You should. It's very good. brush up on my Bogart. Yeah. It's one of the best noir, uh, noir deals ever. Uh, magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest one of all? That'd be your uh, sleeping beauty. Uh, ooh, Cinderella, Snow White, Cinderella. and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White, damn yeah. it! And it was you were in there, adjacent. You were, <laughs> <laughs> you were in the zone. All right, here's a right, uh, yeah. keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Oh, um, damn it! That one feels like uh, <laughs> it's a tricky one. About a thousand movies. Yeah, let's say uh, let's go, Goodfellas, on that one. <laughs> Uh, not, <laughs> nope, he was friends with uh, Scorsese. But anyway, Godfather Part 2, 1974. Godfather, shoot, yeah, okay. Uh, I am your father. <laughs> uh, that'd be your Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming? Yep. Oh, is that uh, uh, the Abyss? Let's find out. Oops, oh. sorry, I didn't mean to hit both. Uh, it is uh, Finding Nemo, 2003. Oh, Nemo, sure. Uh, got that one. Yeah. Today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. 
Well, I mean, that's uh, Jack. No, not Jack Robinson. That was uh, the the guy with. Uh, it was Lou Gehrig said it, and the film was called. Oh shoot! It was. So far, you're 100 percent correct. Yes, uh, Lou Gehrig, the man and the myth. No, I can't remember the name of the film. Dot com. It's the Pride of the Yankees, Pride 1942. Yankees. Look at this. Oh, Red Fraggle, killing it with this one. She's smart. Uh, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. Oh shit. Uh, and this is relatively newish. It is, yeah. I mean, compared to the other ones, and it's like um, uh, precious, based on the novel Sapphire by <laughs> Push or something, whatever. <laughs> based on the novel. Push. You're, you're totally <laughs> right. It's one of those for sure. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Blindside? No. What is that? Uh, Do you give up? I give up, yeah. It is The Help, 2011. The, the help. help. Oh, I've never seen that. I need to see that. But I, I haven't either, but it's uh, uh, but it is one of those. Pie. Who's the guy? It's Help by... It's It's got one of those names, like you said. Oh, though. is it like the, the title says the novel in it or like something? Like Tyler Perry's really? The Help or something. <laughs> the Dia's Help. <laughs> I, can, I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, all right. Eighth all fart? Right. Oh, Chad's counting farts. That's a fantastic that's idea. Right. Well, they're also keeping track of my uh, score, I think. Oh, good. Well, it, had to update that while 17, a, I think, is the last one I That's got. a great way to do it, because if you just count farts, then you minus that from 50 when we're done. See? That would be sure. easy. There we go. Yeah. Uh, what right. we've got here is a failure to communicate that is yes that is cool hand luke very well done hasta la vista baby <laughs> that'd be your terminator 2 oh very good i, I jumped the gun yeah. but you are correct it did yes you don't understand i uh i could have had class i could have been a contender i, I could have been, been somebody, somebody instead of a bomb. on the waterfront nicely done uh bond james bond where did that first okay, get that's doctor no was definitely definitely the first one you are correct nicely done you talking to me? That would be taxi driver. Nice. Roads. Where we're we going, we don't need we roads. We don't need roads. The very end of Back to the Future. Very good. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah, babe. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, next to Fury Roads, my favorite <laughs> My favorite movie oh, yeah. he made. I read that's the <laughs> truth, by the way. Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. All right. Uh, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. That's uh, your... Uh, it's the Dustin Hoffman uh, yeah. electric, uh, not electric cowboy. It is Midnight Cowboy. There you go, electric first, cowboy. First electric cowboy. First uh, X-rated Oscar winner or something. like I think that? so. Yeah. yeah. By, by yeah. those standards, that thing would have been like PG thirteen today. Easily. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> um, it was Beauty killed. The, uh, sorry, it was Beauty killed the Beast. King of the Kong. Very nicely done. Uh, Stella. Hey, Stella. Stella, streetcar named Desire. Nicely done. You're killing it. Uh, as if. That's it? That's all yeah, I that's get? That's it. As if. Uh, is that uh, Mean Girls? Oh, you're you're in the rain. Oh, no, it's, it's uh, Clueless. There you go. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It is. It's yeah. one of these 90s uh, era deals. Yeah. Uh, here's Johnny. That'd be your shining. <laughs> Rosebud. That was your Citizen Kane. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Nicely done. Inconceivable. Uh, Princess Bride. All right, Mr. DeMille. I'm ready for my close-up. Oh, shit. Betty Davis said that, I believe. You are correct. Uh, All About Eve? Uh, incorrect. Sunset Boulevard, 1950. Sunset and it may Boulevard. have oh, been... Oh, that was um, not, not uh, Betty Davis. That no, was... No, it's... Uh, Peter Hayworth? Uh, one of those ladies. Yeah. 
of that area. Oh, Gloria, glorious, glorious. Uh, no, glorious Stein. Gloria. Joan Crawford. Swanson. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, here's one. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Oh, that is Betty Davis, and that is. <sighs> you said it before. Is that all about Eve. You are correct. Nicely done. Yeah, okay. Nobody puts baby in the corner. That'd be your dirty dancing. Well, you know what's funny about Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner? I always that? get that confused thinking that's from the boxing movie with Clint Eastwood and the, uh, oh, the Karate Kid yeah, lady. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Nobody puts Million Dollar Baby in the corner except Every time. when she's about to start boxing. Every time. If you put me on a stage and put me under the lights and said, which movie did it come from? I'd probably freeze. <laughs> it's funny because it, it kind of makes sense, right? The mm-hmm. movie's called Million Dollar Baby, and she starts out in the corner for every boxing match. Yeah, I think that's what I did. I physically put her in the corner. Uh, all right. Well, nobody's perfect. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah, how do you get that? That's a hard one. I think that's another... Um, is that another Bogart? It's another something like that. Um, shoot, not maybe not Bogart, but well, nobody's perfect. Um, I feel like a hundred movies, a thousand movies have had that line in there. Yeah, but, since um, then, anyway. It's an old thing. Um, it mm-hmm. is, and I think it's the last line of the film. Odd couple, Jack Lemon, maybe. Let's find out. Some like it hot, nineteen fifty nine. Some like it hot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Roughly the right era. Yeah, you're in the zone. Just different yeah. title. Uh, snap out of it. Oh, that's Moonstruck. Nicely done. I almost felt like Cher when I did it. <laughs> uh, here's a dumb one. You had me at hello. Uh, it's your uh, Jerry Maguire. Nicely done. Just show me the money. Okay, they have... Uh, see, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our they'll freedom. They'll never take our freedom, Braveheart. Love that movie. Uh, to infinity and beyond. That'd be your uh, Toy Story. You're killing me, Smalls. That's your Sandlot. And finally, number fifty, Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Again with the we're fin- we're ending with Wizard of Oz. I okay, so. all right, all right, nicely done. Now someone kept track there. What do we get? We got forty. Forty looks like forty-one. I think forty-one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because of the delay. forty-one all out right. of fifty is not bad. That's not bad. Nine, uh, nine, nine misses. And Dead Poets aside, I'm kicking myself for. Clearly, I need to watch more old movies. Yeah. Um, but that's where to, uh, that's where one of those deals is where you um, you said Goodwill Hunting. Yes, I do that with those two movies all the time. Yeah, you know what? And that's because they came out right around the same time. There, you know, it's, it takes place in a in a classroom, inspirational, positive movie. Yeah, all everything yeah. seems like it's sepia toned a little bit. Uh, yeah. it's all they're kind of the same vibe. Yeah, I, I feel you. I think they're giving they're taking away half a point because of my um, uh, clueless my my stumble of Mean Girls into Clueless. Oh well, that's because there's '90s kids in here, and they're they they think those movies are good. See, that's the problem. Yeah. They think <laughs> they all think Clueless was a fine film, and uh, they're wrong. I think Clueless was a fine film too. Uh, sure. I don't know about that. It was okay. And the uh, the source material, Emma. Then you know what? If you guys think that's a good movie, then no one can ever make fun of me like an Encino Man again because I love Encino Man. All right, and oh, I know I it's not a great again. film, but it's good. It's a good movie. I watched a clip of that recently because somebody, um, oh god, what was there? Was somebody on there who makes like a cameo? Somebody who like he's one of the nerds, like the chess club nerd or something, and he. Uh, He's a little bit part, but he's like somebody huge now. Shoot. Oh, Not I don't know. Paul Rudd. Dang it. Uh, no Paul Rudd's in there, but who else would that be? 
Yeah, somebody help me out here. There was like a. I wonder if I Paul, can look Paul at Rudd my... was a threat even then, though. So I don't. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was in. I mean, he was clueless. Uh, like yeah, <laughs> great and clueless. But I mean, he uh, was clueless. Oh, short round. That's right. It was. Yeah, Ki Hu Kwan. Oh, shoot, I'm messing up his name. Yeah, it's hard to say. But he I didn't was know that. Uh, so there. You get your two best actor nominees playing against each other in Encino Man. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's great. I like him. Yeah, he is great. Um, awesome. yeah. I, will it blow everyone's mind to know that I only saw Goonies once and I remember hardly anything from it? Oh, really? Yeah, Goonies is like you know it's burned into people, and I'm like I saw it one time, and it's not See, that I didn't this, like it. That's one it's, of those movies that if you would have put a gun to my head, I would have said we watched it on film sec, but apparently we didn't. No, so we need to now. I think yeah. we it was one of the pulled ones. I swear we always think we did a pulled one. Yeah, I yeah, did. I think that's right. I think that was the case. We led up to it so much, but like, all right, we're doing Goonies next week, and yep. then yep. yeah, um, let's see. Let's let me take a look at Just Watch and see if Goonies is streaming anywhere. And you can currently watch Goonies on uh, AMC Plus if you have AMC Plus, which oh. I do, but that's not a. Not a do you have AMC one. Plus? No, but it's not as you're right about it not being as common. I can probably lump that yeah. into something though, right? Prime or whatever. They have yeah, like you can. A, well, you can rent it on Prime. You need to uh, listen. Uh, I've been I've been recommending stuff all over the board from AMC Plus because there's a lot of really good stuff on there. And obviously, you know, you need to go back and watch if you haven't watched all the Better Call Saul. You need to go do it. Um, I got to read that final of, uh, final season. I got to watch of that. Yeah, show. or yeah. the last. So, I mean, sorry, the last. Uh, I saw f- that first episode, and then I was like, "I'm going to collect it all and binge it." And then I just oh wow, okay, well, perfect, yeah. holy mackerel, you're yeah. going to love it. I have a lot. I love that show, but I just so you saw done. the first episode of the final season, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to wait every week. And then I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not waiting up. every week for uh, Last of Us. That one I'm we're watching day and date. Uh, yeah, that one I can't avoid. Other than this week, I'm going to do them both on Friday. But other than that, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pretty much week to week on that. Um, all right, let's move on. Cool. Hey, whenever you invoke the name Paul Hollywood, I get excited. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Tina's birthday yesterday, uh, I told her I was going to make her a cake. She said, I said, what kind would you like? She says, I don't know. And so I said, all right, how about if I make a, a Swiss roll? Because I've never made one of those and, uh, and I'd like to try my hand at it. So what a Swiss roll is, you take a... Um, you basically make a really light sponge. There's no butter in it. It is like whipped eggs that have been whipped into a frenzy with powdered sugar, not even granulated or not even uh, caster sugar. Yeah. But, but, um, wait, uh, caster sugar, sugar is like normal, like uh, you'd think of as sugar, like, uh, no, it's sugar that you dust onto things. Oh, like basically. powdered? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, powdered sugar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I've never heard of caster before. That name. Castor, castor sugar is your typical sugar. Oh, that's okay. Like, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, castor is just the sugar you get out of a thing that looks like white granulated G&H sugar. bag of sugar. Yes, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, I made the sponge, and you're supposed to kind of, while it's still warm and pliable, um, you fill it. You put your fillings on there. I did, even though it recommended uh, or suggested jam, uh, I wanted. Uh, cherry pie filling yeah because we love we love the, the mix of cherries and whipped cream and then a layer of whipped cream and so what i did is i added some almond extract to the whipped cream to give it kind of a cherry almond flavor yeah uh which is just a great combination sounds amazing the the, the world the, the earth 
here in, in Colorado is a little dry. It's a little dry, Scott. Yeah. And unfortunately, as I was rolling it, we had a couple of cracks. So it turned into a Swiss fold as opposed to a Swiss roll. Oh. It, uh, But it tastes amazing, but it doesn't look as good as it tastes. Well, people, that's the problem. So Paul Hollywood would have liked, he would have said it tastes very good, uh, but he would yeah. have a problem with your presentation. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It looks like, you know, when you have to fold an envelope into a letter into thirds to put it in an envelope, kind of like that, except uh, you're on your letter is full of uh, whipped cream and cherries. I think the cherries also screwed screwed me because they provided more lumps and variables for the, um, the 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 cake to fold around, the sponge to fold around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it sounds uh, fantastic though. Tasty yeah. wise, I'll send I'll, I'll send you a photo. Okay. It, you know, once All you right. once you cut the sides off, I mean, there's a you know there's a definite spiral there. It's just like a, it's like if you didn't know how to use the spline tool in Illustrator and you tried to make a spiral. <laughs> okay, now I using, get it. But now I totally just get it. line segments. Yeah. How sad is it that I understand it way more now? That you, <laughs> that you made it. You know, you put it in my world, and I get it. Yes, now. exactly. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to do some news today. And uh, yeah. later, here's the good news. Later, we got we got Bill. Uh, he makes things. Yep. He'll be on. Sure. Uh, Bobby, he does science things. He'll be on. Sure, sure. And then even more. We got a voicemail later from <gasps> Gary from Lantronic slash uh, Lot oh, B, slash, Lot B. Uh, yeah. slash wherever he is now. He's retired. Well, I guess uh, that too. Yeah. A Black Spire Outpost. Yes. That's right. And he's got uh, he's got stuff to say. I guess he's still uh, re- uh, recovering from his second bout of COVID. He is. Yeah. yeah which kind of sucks. But uh, he took some time to call in and tell us a funny story. So we'll get to that all soon enough. But now, the news. It's time for the news brought to you by... Finding blood all over the porch and thinking it must be human, but figuring out it was just two stray cats fighting. Yeah, so quick story. My daughter and wife, for some reason, have taken it upon themselves. I think I've talked about this before, but they want to they want to keep feeding these stray cats that come around the house. And they don't ever come in the house. They just are outside. And one of them was pregnant once, had a bunch of kittens, and the kittens were lost. Oh, it was super sad. Sure. So we're always trying to oh. just like keep them alive, these two cats. Sure. We don't know who they belong to. They don't have collars. They're just strays. So sure. we put a little bowl out. Do they out. strut, by the way? Do they strut right by with their tail in the air? One of them does. Absolutely. Okay. And I think oh. he's responsible for the bloodshed. So the, these two, will, oh, what will happen is the one, the, the strutty one will usually come around the back. Yeah. And the mama one, they call her Honey for some reason. I don't like that name. But she comes to the sure. front. And once in a while, the twain shall meet. They'll both be in the front. <laughs> and you'll hear, like total freak out outside and we'll rush out there just to sort of break it up or whatever and usually it's no problem but the other day it was so bad when I went out the front door there was like blood everywhere from these cats <sighs> oh, and like I mean okay. like dripping big globules like like Dexter you have to call Dexter and have him come do a full workup of the blood <laughs> he's gonna like uh, connect little pieces of yarn to show where the blood spatter traveled. Yeah, from the source. Yeah, basically yeah. we were doing it was it was that Aww. kind of CSI kind of thing. And I now I've not and we haven't seen one of the cats in a while, so I'm a little worried. Oh no. Okay. So Jeez. anyway, that's what that's about. Usually those things don't get so vicious that it ends in, in bloodshed. Usually, like one of them says, "All right, uncle," and runs off. But uh, not in this case. Damn. Yeah. Wow. And I'm worried that some FedEx dude or someone's going to come by and see this blood which <laughs> which is really hard to get out in the right. cold i can't i can't scrub it out very well so it's st- oh, still sure. sort of there so i'm i don't know if people see that and go 
a murder has taken place here or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, there, there are certain things you can't use to try and clean up because uh, Gus Grissom will show up with his black light and say, oh, look at that. They had blood here and they tried to clean it up with uh, dishwashing mm-hmm. liquid. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I have a black light. I should take it out there. That could well, be fun. Right now you can still see the blood. Well, that's you? true, but I just kind of want to see what it looks like. You want to like, see it glow? Yeah, sure. I wonder where that is. Where is that? All right, later I'm doing that. Cool. Uh, and then I, that's the only place I'm taking it because I don't want to be freaked out by other weird things on things that I don't know about. <laughs> I know. Yeah, whatever you do, don't bring it to Vegas. No, just no, no. Leaving yeah. that home. Also, the dog barfed on my wife's comforter yesterday, so that was good. Oh, uh, on her comforter? Do yeah. you have uh, two um, separate comforters? No, but it's funny you say that. I didn't realize my bias until I said it. I don't like the comforter because it makes me really hot. hot. Too hot. Even on cold nights, I feel like I'm sweating in there. So I hate that freaking thing. So I refer to it as her thing. So she says, your dog puked on my comforter. So that's that's why we've got the, that's how the ownership worked out. Anyway, let's move on to this uh, story. Michigan boy, age six, spent $1,000 on Grubhub. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you don't want to give oh, your no. kid the phone i guess doorbell just kept ringing cars kept coming is the quote uh the doorbell just kept ringing a six-year-old uh, michigan boy went on a wild one thousand dollar spending spree uh he was <laughs> like he was on a game show it says here using his father's grubhub account ordering large amounts of food from numerous area restaurants the food piled up very quickly for keith stonehouse of chesterfield township in metro detroit on Saturday while he was uh, home with his son, Mason, and with his wife, Kristen. Uh, they were away at the movies with some friends. Okay. Doesn't make sense. Right. Hold on. The wife and the husband are away. I know. Oh, there's, there's, okay. they, yeah. His home alone with his son, Mason, comma, with his wife, Kristen, away at the movies with some friends. But it should be, you know, they should have used while his wife, Kristen, was away at the movies with some friends because yeah. they do too many with his son, Mason, with his wife, Kristen, away at the movies with some friends. There's so many with some. Yeah, <laughs> it's horribly written. Friends. It's terribly written. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking there. Anyway, uh, this is like something out of a Saturday Night Live skit, says Stonehouse, uh, who says he still isn't laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, Which is much like a Saturday Night Live <laughs> <Yeah>. skit. <laughs> this is like the last three skits on any SNL about one <laughs> o'clock in the after morning. Update. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. I was probably. Oh, did you see that? You saw the one with the the Mario Kart. Mario Mario Kart. Yeah, dude, that was, that was next so, next level stuff. That was so they, good. They are their pre recorded stuff is fantastic. The uh, the stuff they do with the three writers, mm-hmm. um, the pre recorded bits with those guys is fantastic. The the music videos they do their pre recorded game is on point. It's I agree. Their, I would yeah. watch that show like un unironically. I would watch this Mario show with uh, Pedro Pascal's <laughs> the role of Mario. Yes, and when These he gruffly make me feel big. <laughs> <laughs> when he turns to the camera when she pokes him and says, "I need your help," and he or what's your name? And he goes, "It's a me. It's, it's a, a me. it's a Mario." Like deadpan <laughs> as you can say it, Joel voice, yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah, uh, so good. Anyway. Um, uh, there was uh, something out of a Saturday Night Live skit. He says, okay, the next day um, I was at an eight and now I am at about a three. I don't really find it funny yet, but I, <laughs> but I can <laughs> but I can laugh with people a little bit. It's a lot of money and it's kind of and it kind of came out of nowhere. So I guess he had to pay it. There's no like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you can say, oops, sorry. I know you made all this food restaurants, but uh, yeah, 
That isn't sending it back. <laughs> yeah, you you think um, you know DoorDash and Grubhub are expensive now? Wait until you order a thousand bucks worth of food. Ooh boy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the kids. What? How old did you say? Six years old. Six. Ah, cut the kid a break. Don't give him your phone. How about how about that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who who's to blame here? The uh, parent who didn't supervise their kid ordering food on Grubhub, or mm-hmm. the kid? Well, yeah, and also I, I, there's details missing. Like, did he order it all? And then Bing Bong, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, and then they had their phone back by then. So yeah. they knew the damage was done and it was just rolling in at that point? Or did they not know he was still ordering food when some food was arriving? Like, Right. I'm curious as to how many different restaurants. I mean, this kid like just went down like a... Like- like he's, he's spending his winnings on the old wheel of fortune uh ceramic dalmatian kind of thing like oh i'll take the i'll take the shawarma for uh 75 bucks i'll take the uh, uh four large big macs for uh 18 yep yep <laughs> just uh i feel like you uh you're partially responsible there dad yeah i hate to tell you this six-year-olds aren't supposed to be responsible but you are yeah, Ken from um, Chicago asked, how is the kid paying for the food? Well, he's paying for it because the phone, the app, has the dad's credit card information connected to it. So all he has to do is just say, order it. Done. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to. Do. There's yeah. no pay at the, the door. He doesn't have to enter the card every time or do anything like no. that. He's basically. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you if I go use DoorDash right now for Taco Bell, it will you arrive. To, all and, you need to do is just say, done. Done. Purchase. Yeah, it's yeah. Parent, that's the whole thing. So it is the parents' fault. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move to this story. Tylenol murder investigator, uh, investigators rather, order a new DNA test on key evidence from 1982. Now, the reason I put this story in here is because I just watched a documentary about this. Uh, oh, about story. this specific one. Yeah. Now, you remember when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, 82 was, was we were, Brian and I were kids. About 13, 12, 13 12, years old. 13, yep. yeah, whatever we were. And uh, there was a huge freak out because basically people were dying from ingesting um, tampered with Tylenol. Right. And uh, they were just buying Tylenol in the store, took it home, took it, and were dead within 10 minutes. Um, And it was scary, uh, of course. It was very few incidents. Like, it was only... Let's see how many... It even says here. um, Or maybe it doesn't. Anyway, the documentary I watched, it was like... It affected, like, four different families or something. And this is like, you know, people of a certain generation remember when Tylenol didn't have that protective foil seal on the on the bottle. You basically could go into the store and just open the bottle of Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it didn't even nothing. have like a, the, the, the hold down the and turn and all that. Yeah, yeah none of right. that stuff was yeah, there. There's a whole, yeah. like an entire swath of, of federal legislation Cotton. that came out of it. Oh, yeah, the oh, cotton. It was also a chunk of cotton. This is yeah, the only I don't know if the cotton. Did those. they add the cotton later? Or was that already? A th- I don't know. No, I, I think know. they already had it. Yeah. But uh, but all that stuff came out of this story, and the the worst part of the story was they never actually nailed down the dude uh, or parties uh, who did it. Oh wow! Okay. So it's that. an unsolved murder, a bunch of murders, and the, the person they think did it is in jail for other things. And it, I, I think it is him after watching this documentary. But they didn't have any like proof in 80 82 you didn't have dna there's like i mean we had dna but we never waited to you know <laughs> check against it um all that stuff so anyway they're reopening it and doing oh, dna cool. tests yeah and if that guy wow, I so mean, i mean do they do they have the like bottles that they can see if he's touched kind of thing i, I mean, assume they that... still probably still in some kind of deep storage evidence oh, they have sure the original yeah. bottles yeah so i mean it might be wow. they'd have to be really I mean that stuff's so old now, right? Like, right. I know. 
Yeah, some reports say it could have been a Yuma bomber. They brought that up in the um, in the doc, uh, but they kind of it didn't match up oh, that wow. it was him. But I don't think it's him. I think it's this other dude whose name yeah. is not in this article. But anyway, it's a pretty intense uh, story if you've never heard it. And it it goes it. There's two things going on. One, it was an actual tampering that led to deaths, but it was also complete created a panic that outsized the the risk it was ridiculous over overkill panic which is what we do around here in this country so every time or maybe other countries too i don't want to leave you guys out but we do this we freak out yeah about a thing that's actually small vodka and tampons and shoving them up their butts right or there's razor blades in all of your halloween candy or right yeah whatever it is Although I'm glad you went with the alcohol-soaked tampons in the butt. Yeah. Well, because that one felt like the most egregious one most recently, right? Or the uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, you know, there's the uh, the current one, and well, the current one might be more widespread than we think, but it's like uh, fentanyl-laced uh, edibles, marijuana oh, right. edibles, right? Or or are people putting their edibles in kids? Uh, this 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 concept that people that have edibles, which are expensive, yeah, and that are now putting them as a as a mean thing to do and putting it in kids bags when they come around for Halloween is oh just utter God. bullshit. Nobody spends money on those edibles to then give them away. Right. Yes. G- give me a freaking break. But anyway, that stuff happens all the time. NyQuil chicken, that's a recent one. Remember that yep. people oh, cooking, right. yes. cooking chicken yeah. in the NyQuil, eating Tide Pods. Like all this yeah. stuff is just we're so bad at memory. We're so bad at remembering how things were. I'm so fired up today because of this stupid Sam Smith thing about a song I can't even stand <laughs> and about a performance I thought was annoying. Apparently but the I whole need to watch a video of this. Thing, the yeah. whole world thinks that Satan's on his way and this was some kind of seance to bring him back. And I yeah. just look at everyone. And I just want to look him in the face and go, "Are you freaking kidding me? You bunch of cavemen! What are you doing? <laughs> I was here when when uh, Ozzy ate the head off a bat. I was." I, I'm old enough to remember when Madonna and Britney Spears made out on stage while holding snakes. Um, right. I'm, I've been around long enough to... Uh, hell, uh, these people that are making this claim now, they grew up with Marilyn Manson. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, Satanic Panic 2.0, baby. Oh, I'm it. now looking at the the uh, Devil Horns top hat that Sam Smith wore, and oh, jeez. Do you remember the? Do you ever so, like a prayer? It's so comical. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Danny Elfman when he uh, played as the devil in, uh, I think, Forbidden Zone, and did the uh, uh, Minnie the Moocher song. It, this is how comical yeah. devil it looks. It's, yeah, You're, it's ridiculously stupid. Yes. Yes. And that the reason that they uh, they add additional meaning to it is because Pfizer was a was one of the sponsors of the Grammys as a whole, and they ran their they ran their uh, their title card after that performance. So you know yeah. when you have a performance and the camera zooms out and they show a Grammy statue sure. and it says tonight's Grammys brought to you in part by Coca Cola. Get the cool taste of blah, blah, blah. and then they go to commercial. They did yeah. that with Pfizer. So people are linking the two and saying, "Oh well, Sam Smith out there doing devil shit." And Pfizer, ah, see, that proves the, the whole thing. Proves what, you dumbasses? You right. weirdos, you correlation. Uh, uh, I just can't stand it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand it. People were telling me about back, back masking lyrics and freaking Paul's dead and all this bullshit. Old people yeah. suck. Quit listening <laughs> to them. They really do. They don't have your yeah, best interests do. at heart. For real. They really don't. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, can I tell you this fun story that happened? Yeah, this is yeah. a quick one. 
uh, as part of this, I had just said to, I can't remember where, who, what the reply was, but basically I just said, you know, this is, are you guys all acting like history never happened? And I was bringing up other examples and, mm-hmm. you know, Kiss and Wasp and, you know, all these, all this fake satanic panic stuff in the past. It's just no different. D&D, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this lady replies and she says, are you developmentally challenged? Can't oh you read? The, she goes, can't you read the writing on the wall? And then she gives me a video of somebody taking the Pfizer logo, which is just the name Pfizer. Yeah. In that font they use. Light blue future italic, I believe. Yes. This person took all the letters, moved them around, kind of, ana- <laughs> they're trying to make an anagram. So they move it around, and then part of the P, they had to take the lid off the P, like the, the round part of the P. They brought it uh-huh. down. Anyway, at the end of it, they kind of spelled Lucifer, even though it was a Z for <laughs> F. So that's what she sent me. And I oh, said, no, and she, really? had, she had this name, her Twitter name was some jumble of letters. And so I wrote back and I said, I can do this too. I took out some of your letters and mixed them around, and it spells pedo. <laughs> I said, look, I can play this incredibly stupid game too. And then I replied, yes, exactly. She oh, blocked geez. me immediately. Good. Me. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is like, I guess here's, here's, oh, I need to get away from people. People yeah. Yeah. suck. And I don't mean you guys and I don't mean Brian and I don't mean people I like and respect. I'm talking about the rest of these wackadoo sucker punchers that all suck <laughs> Big wiener donkey. I don't like them. I'm done with them. I'm finished talking to you people. All right? You're all <laughs> freaking the, me the uh, F out. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I found the Lucifer. Like, you have to, yeah, you take off the round part of the P, flip it down, move the Z, and that's not even how you spell Lucifer, by the way, people. Uh, and then the you take off the chunk of the F, separate that. This is so ridiculous. It's so dumb, dude. It's the dumbest thing. There it is. <laughs> chat look at that <laughs> so the concept is let me move this up so you can see the whole uh, thing but you have to really use your imagination to move this stuff yes, around exactly you can do like you said like you said to her you can actually do it with anything yeah and you could probably you can make a lot of words out of the the curves and straight lines that are used for the, for the word pfizer you wouldn't believe the shit i can make out of the name brian Ibbett. it's insane oh i'm do. sure yeah you know or my name doesn't matter right Not doesn't matter who out. you are it's so <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but it's so stupid. Yeah. And when people do this, like this thing and want me to take it seriously, it makes me want to pour gas on it and burn it all down. You weirdos. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. Moving on. Uh, Tylenol. Anyway, they're reopening the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cold case aspect of this, though, for sure. I yes. do, too. I like a good cold case. feels like there aren't enough... Uh, old 80s things getting dug up yet but i like when they do yeah, that. yeah um sure. all right here's a fun one uh, for you uh, uh apple people brian and i are apple people i suppose we're apple people made from apples uh the apple crash detection you know the thing if you fall real hard oh, with yeah. your phone or your watch yeah. and it'll you know report stuff well anyway it triggered uh, in this particular case triggered 100 false alarms in a japanese alps emergency services uh thing <laughs> So check this out. Uh, This is emergency responders in Japan near skiing areas are troubled by the numerous crash detection alerts they are getting on the phone uh, on the iPhone 14. Oh, sure. According to Apple Insider, there's an influx of emergency calls at Japanese fire departments near skiing areas uh, as iPhone 14 models are triggering false crash reports because people are wiping out on their on yeah, the skis. Right. Even and, going off a jump, like going off a, a jump and landing probably mm-hmm. could trigger it. I yep. mean, who knows? Yep. Yeah. So they're sending all these false things and it got me to thinking like, what's the solution here? Because I actually think it's a cool idea that it's there. It is, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think, uh, and plus, here's the other thing. Like, if you run into a tree, that's a crash that you would, like, on, is skiing. So it's not like you can say, well, I'll just turn it off while I'm skiing. Because you really still want, you want that thing on in, in case there's a skiing emergency. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you, what do you, what is the solution there? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, let's see, uh, goes on to say. Maybe if it, maybe if it shows that you're still moving after the crash detection and saying, oh, okay, well, we'll give it a second. They're back up, they're moving, so it's, it's fine. Well, uh, some of that stuff that you can obviously refine, right? But like, yeah. like here's the big, here's the big problem here. It says a countdown will commence on the iPhone's user device on the interface with a siren, with a sound yeah. that will let the person say, hey, we, we think we detected a wipeout. If you didn't hit this and it'll cancel it. So that exists, but the problem is you're skiing. You're covered in like four layers of coats and shit, and you're out in the nowhere, and you got maybe even headphones in. You don't hear yeah. this. Yeah, you don't know that it's going off. Right. So that's, you're not uh, going to see. You're not going to feel that it's, if, especially if it's in your pocket. You're not going to feel that that it's going off. Elsie Knight says, "Would it go off while water skiing?" Well, yeah, probably would, but uh, you probably shouldn't have your phone on you when you're water skiing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably not. They're water resistant, However, but you know, you know, if you're if you're on a motorboat on choppy uh, waters and you're like psh, psh, as you go through, that probably could even trigger it because it's some heavy, mm-hmm. you know, heavy uh, smashing. Going yeah, on. I don't know what the see. I don't know what the upper limit is. I wonder what the. Um, yeah. I guess you'd have to. Well, I guess wiping out on a on a ski slope and then getting up again is is that's the answer. That is the. I think so. Yeah, just before the countdown starts, see if. Give it, give it a small, a small amount of time, four or five seconds, um, and if the if the little dot, if the little blip starts moving again, or is even moving while it's you know it crashed and then it's moving immediately, then have it not do its uh, right its crash protection thing. Well, I hope I don't know if anyone, I probably nobody in our chat, but I would just wonder if anyone can write in and say whether you had this ever go off. And if you oh, did, yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. did, what was the circumstances? Did you notice it and say, don't worry about it? Was it an actual emergency? We almost always get somebody who's had some experience with it. So I'd love to hear yeah. uh, what happened to you guys. So let us know. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. we are going to take a break. When we come back, it'll be some time with Bill, which is an anagram for Lib. Oh, I knew he was Ooh, a liberal. Oh, no. My gosh. See, that's mm-hmm. like you could do it. You could do it with Bill, man. Mm-hmm. He's a. Uh, Yep, and Bobby, he's Boybo. Oh, Boybo, uh, Boybo. I don't even want to tell you what the word science anagrams to. It the patterns are real. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> anyway, that's coming up after this break, which Brian will provide in the form of a song. Yeah, let's go to uh, Richmond, Virginia for this one. A band formed in 2013 called Keep. They're an alternative rock band and uh, very influenced by uh, 80s goth music as well as like shoegaze pop and grunge. Um, Very, you know, I get a a big Stone Roses vibe from this. Some of the early Cure stuff. Hello, Mm. The Cure. I love The Cure. Uh, This is uh, from the brand new album, (laughs) Happy in Here. This is uh, the first single from the album. It is called Dasani Daydream. He drank some some water and uh, and had a daydream about it. He's a big fan of Schleicher. He he took his advice. I get it. That's right. He's staying hydrated. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. All right. We'll play that song. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned.
I'm old. You're not old. You're not even a person. You're a testicle. No, I have no idea who you are, and I don't really give a damn. The Morning Stream. Hey, that, uh, that doesn't seem very loud at all, does it? Does it? Hello, 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 hello. Hello, governor. Uh. Hello, governor. Hello. Uh. That's better. Now, that's a knife. Hello, governor. Chip, chip, pip, pip, cheerio. And all that. Oh, jolly good. Oh, that'll put the shrimp on the barbie. I could go for a fosters. Oh, I could go for a fosters. 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 That's better. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Oh, you right there? You okay? Does somebody need to reboot Fletcher? Someone reboot Fletcher. Uh, and then write down the song that Brian talked about. What you, well, who is it again? Oh, I can't remember after all that time. Uh, the song is by the band Keep from the uh, from the brand new release, Happy In Here. That is a song called Dasani Daydream. Love it. Love it. It's a nice brand placement there in that song. <laughs> yes, it is. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah. I had to look up and see if Dasani... Like was another is another uh, word for something, right? Mm. That Coke oh, right. just kind of adopted. No, they actually came up with that name. It's a fake. It's a fake name. <laughs> created by... Really, I didn't know that. They made yeah. it up. I would have. Yep. I would Dasani, have sworn it was something real. Dasani has no history in the English language prior to. Uh... Huh. Yeah. Well, I feel like I learned something new. Good job, Coke. Yeah. They're always full of new information. So is this guy. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran, who calls his home and office uh, the Pacific Northwest in a little company he calls PunishProps.com, which you can find uh, with any regular old-fashioned web browser. But you can also go to his YouTube channel uh, at PunishProps on YouTube. Hey, Bill, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hello. Good morning. I'm doing great. Good. I'm glad because uh, my maker week isn't complete. Neither is Brian's until you come on and tell us what the hell you're doing and inspire us fledgling makers that just look Mm -hmm. to you like some sort of God sitting on a a (laughs) hill with great information for us. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Demigod at most. Oh, okay. That's fine. Then you're like, like to be, you're like, you're like Hercules then. (laughs) You know, <laughs> not quite Zeus, not quite, you know, uh, one of those guys, but full on Hercules. Hey, that seems like an okay thing to be called. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bill, what's going on today? I can't wait to feel creative. Oh, uh, how do you feel about ceramics? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Brian, You're like surrounded by ceramics. Whether Brian, you, you Brian didn't not. you do, didn't you have a wheel or something? Or am I thinking of somebody, I might be thinking of somebody else. You're so. thinking of somebody else. I never had a wheel. You're asking me if I had a wheel? Yeah, no, uh, I thought you had a no, pottery wheel. But that was the thing. My mom was really into pottery and stuff when I was a kid. So I would constantly be going with her to these places where she would be making pottery. And, and uh, I can't remember if there was a wheel there, but there probably, there, I'm sure there had to be. Yeah. But uh uh yeah no it was fun as a kid haven't done much of it since did a class but that's it mm-hmm. yeah no that's cool I, somebody we know is it red fraggle maybe oh that's right oh, red fraggle red fraggle absolutely does yeah, pottery because uh i'm helping her make a stamp for her for her pots that's right oh that's great you're gonna 3d print that yeah yeah it's like a little uh like a little stamp that she can put on the bottom that's got her brand and stuff like that oh that's awesome oh yeah and then um someone's pointing out bonnie brushwood's been heavy heavy into the ceramics oh yeah yeah she's uh she is the arts and the farts over there she's she kicks kills it with her stuff i love her work so good they they all got hooked on a ghost and thought well i'm going to uh (laughs) 
waiting for an erotic encounter with a ghost and uh, right yeah. exactly never quite that's come. Where it all starts yeah, everyone that's... knows that's where pottery first began yep. <laughs> right, exactly. it was invented by patrick swayze <laughs> yep like so many things um so uh <laughs> well, are you getting into it or what what's going on over there with the... um so i have a friend who's been getting into it uh so i've been talking about it a lot uh but also my mom uh, her major in college was ceramics, and she yeah. taught a lot of it as an art teacher. Uh, she's retired from teaching, but now now she has a little pottery studio in my parents' barn. A cute little room with a pottery wheel and uh, a kiln. So she's been doing a ton of that stuff. I have lots of bowls and mugs made by my mom, which is always really great. I'm going to pour a bowl of cereal yeah. into a bowl that my mom made. Nice. Yeah. Really awesome. It's very oh, cool. Very cool indeed. Yeah. Um, also, I've, I've mentioned this show uh, before, but uh, the Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO <laughs> Max—it's like the uh, Great British Bake Off meets pottery. Uh, so it's just delightful. So very positive. Nobody's like, "I didn't come here to make friends." I right? No. <laughs> yeah. No. At the end, someone has to leave every episode, and they all cry and hug. Aww. So it's a lot. It's like great. This is the British Bake Off method model. I prefer that so much. I wish I more people too. would do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't even turn on stuff that isn't like that. I just can't even do it anymore. Yeah, I'm right. I'm spent on it. So, yeah. If you tell me that, I will. This is one I actually been meaning to watch, and you've talked about it. I don't know a dozen times. Haven't gotten around to it. Maybe. Maybe finally. You know, I get in there and watch mm-hmm. that damn thing. Seems like sure. it's good. So, as a hobby, ceramics is really, really fantastic because you only need clay. You could just buy some clay. That's all you need to get started. You can uh, make stuff by hand. You don't have to use a pottery wheel or anything. You can just completely sculpt it by hand, literally with your fingers. You don't even need sculpting tools. Although I will say, once you go to a pottery store and you see all the really neat tools that they have, you're going to want to get all of them because yeah. they're neat and there's lots <laughs> of them. <laughs> nice. Uh, but like I said, just getting started, super easy. You just need clay and then you can let it dry at home. Let's say you make a little cereal bowl. Let it dry at home, and then to fire it, um, you can find a local uh, ceramic studio that'll fire it for you. Um, now, I live near Seattle. I get it. I live near a big city. But there are at least two pottery studios within 10 minutes of my house. Wow. Uh, and there's more in closer to Seattle. So uh, you should be able to find a place that has a kiln that can you pay them a couple bucks to fire your piece. I was going to say, it's, it's pretty cheap because I've seen those where you, where they can just fill the kiln to the hilt. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they wait until they have like enough stuff to run it, and then they, uh, then it just like, you know, like you say, just pennies on the dollar basically to get them sure. get all of that put in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then uh, making friends with people at a ceramic studio is really great. Uh, also, making stuff out of ceramics is great for gifts. Uh, like I yeah. said, my mom has given me many, many things uh, that she's made over the years. And if you're uh, if you do get into using a pottery wheel and you're going to make, like, let's say, a, a series of mugs, you can sit at the wheel and just crank out a whole bunch of, like, the same mug for, um, like, a, a bunch of gifts. for Like, if you want everyone in your family to get a, a mug for Christmas, you nice. can do something like that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, when you are ready, like I said, I mentioned the pottery wheel, you can level up to that when you're ready to either get the equipment yourself or if you've got a local studio near you, it's very likely that they have classes and they'll let you use their equipment. Uh, the clay is cheap and pretty forgiving to work with, so you can get a lot of practice. And you will need a lot of practice to get the uh, repetition <laughs> and really get the hang of using something like a pottery wheel. 
Um, but that's the fun. That's the fun of it. You get to be messy, you know? Yep. Yep. You get to experiment. If it doesn't work out, you just lump the clay back up again, smash it down onto your wheel, and start over. Uh, so you get to have a lot of fun experimenting as you learn how to do it. Uh, and all Amazing. of your early pieces that aren't that don't look very good, you just make those into gifts. You just give them it, away. It, it, it's it's basically a candy dish or an ashtray for the oh, person yeah, who doesn't ashtrays. smoke. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, over the summer, we were in uh, uh, visiting my parents, and Brittany got to get a personal lesson pottery uh, wheel lesson from my mom. Uh, so she got to make a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, she did all the throwing, uh, which is the term for sitting at the wheel and making a <laughs> making a poorly shaped ashtray. That's called throwing. Learn that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she got to get a personalized lesson and make a bunch of stuff. And her first stuff obviously wasn't terribly great, but um, she left it all there. And my mom glazed and fired it for her and then mailed it to us. So we That's have a cool. bunch of stuff that Brittany made here, too. Nice. Uh, what do you Very think cool. about investing in your own... Uh, oven or kiln um do you think that's if worth it you got i think you you want to get to a point where you're making enough to to um make enough things consistently to justify it however yeah. if you have friends that are into it and you could be the friend that um fires everyone's stuff uh, or if you and a bunch of friends want to go in together on getting a kiln that's probably a better better option they they can be pretty pricey they're they're big heavy and um can be a little pricey but if you're doing enough, then, it, then it's worth it. You just got to You don't want to have a kiln that's just sitting there all the time. Yeah. No, that makes sense, right? So, so have a little sub business. It's a little like you know, if you're going to own a three D printer, maybe um, do like Brian, sell some stuff. Yeah, on, maybe uh, do. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, still need to finish my Spotify. Or <laughs> I keep calling it Spotify, my Shopify store. Mm. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You make made progress on that, I guess. Yeah. No, I have not. Oh. I, uh, I've been so busy with, with lifting and podcasting and uh, having to change out the FEP and now potentially the LCD panel on my uh, resin printer. Damn it, because there was a hole and stuff got actually hardened onto the glass. Ooh. I did not scrape it off. I'm using a plastic razor blade and it's just not coming off. Sure. Uh, so, sure. Uh, so, replacing that anyway. But yeah. uh yeah, no, hoping to get that stuff on Shopify very soon. Nice. Someone uh, in the chat pointed out there's a website called KilnShare. Oh, brilliant. Makes, yeah. Makes finding or can, renting a kiln easy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, KilnShare. <laughs> That's uh, pretty, pretty cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, no, but it just, I, I just always. It's an app like, like, uh, like Uber or Lyft. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just like you punch it in and then like it shows kilns uh going or driving around your neighborhood and you <laughs> Yeah. Whatever when everyone's nearby. <laughs> Bill, did you ever use so in high school we had this kiln or I guess it was just an oven or I don't know, I guess it was a kiln, but basically we would sculpt in wax this this horrible brown, deep brown wax stuff that we would get. Sure. Um and we would create whatever item out of this wax and then we would put it how did this work we put it in the oven and then the wax melted but left a shell maybe it was more like a oh you'd have to put it in like a refractory like like plaster right first like, right yeah and that must have been the, it. melt yeah. the wax out of that to make it must have been it it was more like a relief in the inside of it or whatever now we had a mold 
Um, is that a thing that is fun <laughs> to do today? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's not, not really a ceramics thing, but, um, for casting, let's say bronze into a mold, that's how you would do it. Um, right. It's called lost wax casting. Right. Uh, and there's a bunch of different things you can cast that way. Nice. Uh, it's really good. But the, so the way that works, the mold itself gets destroyed with every use. So you'd have to remake it each time. So if you're going to make a bunch of those, you would make a silicone mold and you would cast your wax copies out of that. So you can make as many as you want, and then those wax copies get put in in the um, plaster, and then baked out, and then cast metal into it. That's something I haven't done that before, but I would really love to do that. <laughs> Build a little forge to melt ingots yeah. of metal. I'm totally into that idea. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. We used to do uh, so. Side story that don't I don't recommend this. You might get like put in juvie for it. But we took some of that wax, which is the exact same color as uh bronze it was a look like finished bronze if you just looked at it you go oh that looks like a bronze thing yeah Mm -hmm. and we had the bright idea of going down to this bank so there's this bank that was near the high school that had a a mascot or something outside was a statue bronze statue of this guy with his arms out and his legs kind of tucked down and a briefcase on one hand and he was like a businessman flying you know it was like some kind of bank thing i don't know anyway Big giant life size statue of this guy. So what we thought would be funny is if we made got a bunch of that wax from the teacher and made a big old phallic looking wiener. With the stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. Yep, and then, it's the same bronze as the statue. Yep, yeah, took it down there, tried to make sure nobody was watching, and went chunk right between that guy's legs and ran. And that thing stayed there until I don't know about three days when the weather heated up and then kind of melted down its legs. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Was, I don't uh, regret it, but I don't. I'm not necessarily saying to the kids go ahead and do that now. Is what I'm saying. All right. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. You didn't hear it from me. Wow. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Bill. Uh, uh, this all sounds great. I love it. Yeah. Let's make some pot. Oh yeah, and the um, the most fun part I think about the whole ceramics thing is you get to glaze it. So instead of paint, you use oh, glazes. Yeah that get brushed on and then get baked into it. Uh, and there are just countless types of glaze and finishing techniques that you can do. Um, and they're really fun and you get really neat effects that you can't get with paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mixing and matching them makes some pretty astonishing results. Uh, so that's part of the fun. Getting to, again, to experiment a lot with that is super, super fun. Very cool. All right. Well, now you guys have your, your, your marching orders. Get out there and make some damn pottery. All right. What's yeah, ho- yeah what? and it's a cool, fun thing to do with kids, too. My mom uh, did a little class for her uh, grandkids, got a bunch of clay. They all sculpted little things by hand, and then she took them home to fire them, and it's great. Nice. Good thing to do with your nephews. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. That's great. Um, cool. I feel like I, there's still some things that my kids made when they were younger that they made you know, some pottery and stuff that we will never get rid of. We'll keep that stuff till the end of time. And uh, it's it's amazing. So yeah, especially with your kids, man, get out there and make some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You- I still have this super cool guy that uh, that Amy uh, made for us. Oh, uh, look at that! Yep, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, dish. yeah. Uh, my uh, my daughter when she was in junior high, they made. Um, she's such a nerd. I think it was junior high, and if Carter's listening, she can confirm. But she made a um, Colonel Ty bust. <laughs> <laughs> oh really yeah because oh, it was right cool. around the time bsg was at high school she says okay um it says bsg uh and she loved it and she made this colonel tie bust it still sits outside in the garden like a gnome just staring at people as they walk by it's <laughs> amazing uh, yeah i'll have to get awesome. a picture of it it's the weirdest it's the weird sight when you come past our house but we're not changing it it's staying right there 
<laughs> anyway, this is great. Uh, Bill, as always, the inspiration is real. And uh, we also like it when you bring a little extra something. Did you bring something extra? Sure did. Our pal Ali Spagnola made a ska song, so I have to talk about it. <laughs> so Ali covered, covered a Taylor Swift song as a ska cover. And um, it's with uh, a long... She got helped by the guy from Ska Tune Networks. Mm. Okay. And he does a great job of explaining like how to make a ska sound which is really fun yeah and the song is obviously high energy and a really really great time yeah well because well, she that's what she is high energy so of that's course right yeah <laughs> she doesn't know how to not she doesn't know how to chill to sit down no, and just I not know. do anything like, yeah she the, no no downtime ever it seems like for her she's <laughs> always doing something good on mm-hmm. her yeah good on oh, her yeah. she's awesome uh go check that out she is all over the youtubes and the tiktoks and everywhere else if you're looking for ali spagnolo <laughs> uh bill it's always good talking to you man i hope your week is great and whatever it is we talk about next week will be even cooler thanks for being with oh, us oh yeah bye See now punishprops.com everybody chin beard on twitter all the things yeah all right Hey, Brian, do you want to uh, do science, science shit? Up, should we science up the joint? All I'm right. all for that idea. I love that idea. It feels like everything around us is science. Uh, it certainly can be explained with science. That's oh, right. Why is my why is my leg hurt? Ah, science. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, I don't want to freak you people out at home, but look at this. If you mix up the letters in conservative, you get cave investor. Oh, look yep. at that. If wow. you mix up the letters in liberal, you get air bell. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple! Wake up! <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get uh, let's get Bobby in it and make something happen. Here's his theme right here. Science, science is right, and Bobby is also often right. <laughs> uh, he is he is here and not flying an airplane this morning. Although maybe he did. I don't know. Bobby, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm all right. Can you hear me? Do I sound all right? Yeah, yeah you sound you fine. Just fine. You sound, sound great. great. Yeah. Were you? Right. Uh, did I you had, change um, something? I did not fly this morning. It got canceled, but I have. I'm on a different backup mixer because the podcaster's worst nightmare happened to me. Oh no! Oh no! What My happened? Mixer, the something on the board blew. Oh no! Oh and shoot! That's a rare thing. But last night, let me tell you, you actually sound amazing. So I'm not. I'm not here to yeah. say that your old mixer sucked. I'm just saying. The new, the backup one sounds pretty good. Your, your you know how you've been talking about yeah. you, you earlier. You were talking about how you made some settings changes. Yeah. I I have to do the same thing with the old one. If I, I ordered a replacement, but I think I found out I'm going to do some DIY electronics stuff. I think because I think I found the culprit. I'm I'm sending you a picture. Oh please! I, I opened oh. up the mixer. It's this big mixer. Oh wow. And if you see there, um, for those listening at home, it's just a capacitor with a, some some capacitors with some di- a diode. And oh, the diode. Geez. Yeah, I think I see the problem crack. right there. Yeah, yeah, I think I see your issue. There's your problem. There's your very, problem. I think you're a diode. <laughs> because if you see, I've got my mixer opened up. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. So just go to Radio Shack, buy a new diode, uh, solder it in place, and you're fine. Yeah. Oh, one oh, problem. <laughs> yeah. Ain't micro center probably right yeah, we don't have a like micro that. center i'm probably gonna oh. have to go online and order one and yeah um i have i have like like very amateurish experience with yeah. soldering, soldering so yeah. but but those larger components aren't that bad so no. i'm gonna try i've already ordered a replacement 
It's just it's an expensive mixer, so I would it like totally, to. Yeah, yeah no, so if you can like fix that. it, think of the yeah. things you could learn, and you just use a little solder, a little hot iron, you're good. Yeah. You know? Amazon, I've got the backup, which I don't like because the reason I got the new mixer was because it it made it so I didn't have to use a software solution to do the mix minus stuff. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And because um, I don't like all those, you know, like whatever things you know the <laughs> windows version of audio hijack oh yes oh yeah they're nightmares they're awful yeah yeah, yeah. hardware solution for that stuff is great on the, on the mac side there's sure. amazing amazing stuff but it's it's still you know hardware is probably preferable across the board if you can yeah. i get it yeah yep. uh, i was gonna yeah, i was yeah, gonna I'll say though know. i gotta correct you because the actual worst nightmare of all podcasters is not this this is a fine thing to be upset about. Don't get me wrong. You <laughs> yeah. should fix it. But the ultimate is when you've recorded a two-hour show and oh. find out that both your main and backups were uh, didn't work. And so you yep. recorded nothing. Now, this has only happened to me twice in my entire, quote-unquote, career. Once yeah. with an episode of The Instance, which we did the very next day. I hated it. I absolutely hated yes. that episode. Yes, because there's so oh. much great stuff. You're thinking, oh, we're never going to be able to recreate this. Yep, yep. I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst. And then I did it recently with Kim on an episode of Skim, and it, it was same awful feelings, and I hated it. So yeah. two out of like five thousand ain't bad, but still, <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. That is the worst nightmare because redoing an episode is the worst feeling ever in podcasting. For those of you who don't podcast, imagine you had a dinner dinner party. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you had like a great co- conversation at dinner and then your friend comes over and you're like, oh, we really want you to hear this conversation. So, guys, let's let's have the conversation. <laughs> let's, re- let's restage that exact conversation <laughs> with all of the improvisational bits that we came up with at the yeah. time. It's yeah. going to feel dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. No doubt about it. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about yeah, some science thanks. with Bobby. And uh, I actually have no idea what you brought. So tell us what you brought. So I wanted to talk about, um, have you heard, there's this company Colossal that is, um, this has been in the science news a bunch, is that this company Colossal has has decided that they're going to de-extinct the dodo bird. Have you heard about oh, that? Oh yeah, I heard about this. I was talking yeah. to, um, uh, my brain just went dead. Our sheep lady. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Oh, Nikki Ackerman. Nikki, Nikki jeez. I was Dr. talking Nikki. to Nikki yeah. online about it and uh, yeah. I told her that, um, I think it'd be cool if they somehow combined the dodo and the mammoth. And she said, now I want to see that and uh, drawn. And so I drew it. <laughs> I drew it for her. So somewhere, somewhere in, my, in the internet exists a picture of a dodo with tusks, basically, <laughs> is what I did there. But anyway, sorry. Continue on. They want to bring back the dodo. Uh, yep. do, do we really want to do that, though? Because it seemed like a dumb bird. Um, well, I'm <laughs> glad right you said that. Names. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's called the dodo bird, and um, it's become synonymous with dumb, but it actually, I think the reason for that is because I think, I think its reputation was made by all the people who caused it to go extinct. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not a dumb bird. It lived in an island, um, the Mauritian Islands. Uh, it's like off the coast of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean. Sure. And this was back in the 1500s when we discovered late this late 1500s when Europeans discovered that island. And like they often do, they brought a bunch of like rats and other um, invasive species, and it just did a number on the dodo. But the dodo bird did not have any natural predators on in its 
on the island where it lived. Island, yeah, right. Yeah, so it would walk. There are tons of reports of it just walking right up to humans, not being afraid. Like there was no, they would hunt the bird for meat to eat it, and um, and there were like all these reports about how you could just walk right up to the bird and smack it in the head, and it was like so easy to hunt. And I think that's how it got its reputation for being like synonymous with kind of dumb, but it's not. It's sad. It's because the bird did trusted us. Yeah, had no <laughs> reason. Know? Well, apparently did have reason to uh, <laughs> to not trust us. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I I always so, thought it was just because people thought of it as a dumb bird because we have been able to reconstruct it uh, visually, and yeah. it and it and it has a look of I'm not a smart bird. And it's hard I mean, it for me to look exp- any dumber than a platypus. No, you're right, absolutely exactly. right. That's my that's my point. Is like we think well, bull, it, a it's ugly or weird looking. B it's extinct. Ergo, oh, and it's called the dodo. Right. Somehow. Well, and I think and I think us using the term dodo for for dumb came after the bird. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't that we said, "Oh, this bird looks dumb. Let's start calling yes. it the dodo." I think. The, I think. I think the etymology there. You're right, Brian. Yeah. I think because. Because from what I understand, the it's called the dodo bird because it's it comes from the Dutch for like daughtered, which has to do with like like a t- it's it, it basically I think the dodo part of it is supposed to describe the tuft of feathers on its rear end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Wow. But um, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, the 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 different word for tutu, basically. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, I wish we could swap right. them. I've always felt this way, though. I wish we could take words like uh, chair and swap it with um, I, something dumb. I don't know. Uh, uh, potato. So it's like, pull up a potato. We're having chair tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just to throw things well, you off You can some. do that if you want. Oh, when I was yeah. a kid, I thought that was the greatest thing when I was a kid, is just to think of all the swapping I would do with words. For no reason. Quit, it's all dumb. Quit trying to make potato happen, Scott. <laughs> Uh, not in that context anyway, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they, they want to bring – so one of the other problems with this bird and one of the troubles that they're going to have with with bringing it back is that – so there are all these rats and, and deer and goats and stuff and pigs that they brought over that, that would eat the dodo's eggs. And dodo birds only lay one egg a year or, or laid one egg a year. So, you know, when – that makes it very vulnerable if if a predator um, eats its eggs. For sure, yeah. And so it was very quick that it went extinct. It was like within it was like fifty years or something. It took, it's, it's almost like oh. nature wanted it to go extinct. Like <laughs> sure feels like it, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so the um, anyway, so one interesting thing about this is how are they going to try to de-extinct it. It's a little bit different than than how they're de-extincting. So this is the same company that wants to de-extinct the woolly mammoth you mentioned, Scott, mm. and also um, the the thylacine or the Tasmanian tiger was what they announced last year. I think I even talked about it on on TMS. Um, so that's this is like their 2023 announcement. I guess every year they're going to pick a new thing to try to de-extinct. <laughs> um, but anyway, what what they have to do is first they have to get a complete genome of the bird. Um, and the way they do that is by extracting samples from, from, from extinct, like, samples. You know, they have, like, it wasn't, it was only a few hundred, so there are birds that people would, uh, like, hunt and taxidermied and stuff like that. So they can get, um, they can get samples of the genes that way. 
Is it how old is it? I mean, age has a thing to do with this, right? So if you got something that's like a million years old and it's a single hair and it's was stuck in ice or something, is there enough there to do something? So so DNA absolutely does degrade over time. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of reasons, one of the big things is sun exposure, which is why sometimes the uh, the woolly mammoth when it's encased in ice, it's not as exposed to the sun. So that's why some of those samples survived for thousands and thousands of years. But if it's if you've got uh, if you've got a dodo a taxidermy dodo bird that's sitting next to a windowsill in a museum somewhere, it's going to have a lot of DNA degradation. Mm. Um, sure. So so what they do is they take multiple samples and then ch- they try to compare them and see sort of like puzzle pieces where where the where this one has this piece missing, but it can be filled in by this one and so on and so forth. Um, and then, uh, then you get as complete a genome as you can, and there will still be probably gaps, but what they do is they then look at the closest living relative and try, which is the Nicobar pigeon, um, which is very colorful. That sounds made up, but keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And what they do is they, they look at the, the Nicobar pigeon and the gaps that they have in the dodo bird genome, and they try to like they try to ascertain what might have changed like over time what are the changes that would have happened in that missing fragment to lead to where it is now in the nicobar pigeon and they can work backwards and give their best educated guess on on where it was back then right right that makes sense so the next steps are the harder ones though but you have a question well i was going to ask you this because i am interested in those next steps um Real steps is what he might call them. <laughs> um, no, what I would say is we're getting better. We're getting to the p- point where in all sorts of ways, we're getting better at ex- extracting this old information and then using it to our whatever our needs are. Whether it's like mm-hmm. uh, Brian and I were talking about cold cases and the Tylenol murders mm-hmm. and getting old right. DNA and saying, okay, well, now we can do this at a much lower, more granular, granular level. So let's do that. Those things make sense to me. The more we, the closer we get to, we're going to bring back a bird that didn't, doesn't exist. Uh, boy, it feels like it just opens the door for already. People are already skeptical of science. Now they're going to jump on this whole bandwagon of, you can't play God. God didn't want that bird to be uh, around anymore. So why are you going against God? Right. And I guess that's the point. Like I was, I was reading about Galileo. That is the truth, by the way. I went down a deep Galileo hole the other day. Because Galileo. yeah, because <laughs> Figaro. That's what I was hoping, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping I, you'd throw a few more Galileos back at me. Uh, I yeah. probably should have. That song needs it. <laughs> I was reading this thing because I just wanted to understand more. We talk about them all the time, or you hear about them all the time, and and stuff. And I just thought, well, I don't, I I don't personally know enough about the man. And that guy was like, just for saying, for suggesting. That the opposite, the belief that the world or that the that the everything, including the sun, revolved around us, that the right. opposite was true. That we all revolve around the sun, and ergo, you know, here's some new physics we understand or whatever. That got him thrown in jail. That got him <laughs> shut down. That got him uh, tortured. That got him treated like garbage. Um, and I'm not saying today is the same as those times or anything. But it just feels like, you know, you're asking for it a little bit. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. We should push it. I'm glad yeah. Galileo stuck to his guns and said, yeah, you guys are all full of horseshit. But you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, right. we don't live 
back <laughs> in those times anymore. <laughs> well, that's good. Sci- scientists aren't deterred by this. Everything scientists do, they expect someone's going to tell them that they're, you know, an abomination to God. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's just the way it is nowadays. Vaccines, you know, anything. Um, but anyway, so what they have to do is they take that, once they've gotten a, a genome that they think is going to work, they grow it in an embryo. They use, well, in mammals, you use stem cells. You you know stem cells are like the stels, cells that can turn into any other type of cell in your body. Yeah. And so with with things like the thylacine or the woolly mammoth, they would take the genome and they'd put it into stem cells and then try to get it to differentiate and grow into an embryo. And then they would, you know, implant that into some womb somewhere to to get it to grow. Um, birds don't use stem cells. Birds are different in the way that they work. They use what are called, because they have eggs that get laid, right? Right. So yeah. with birds, they use what are called primordial germ cells, which are kind of like stem cells, but a little bit different. It's just, I don't fully understand it myself. I just know it's going to, what they say is going to be a lot more complicated and, and it's not quite as proven. And so that's part of what they're trying to do here is figure out how do you do this kind of thing with a bird. Right. Um, and that is why I think that this type of research is useful. So that's the that's what people are talking about. Should they do it, right? Right. Um, I don't think that there's a huge... With the woolly mammoth, there's a lot of question about whether you should do it or not. And that's because that's a very large animal and will likely, if you bring it back, wherever you put it, is going to have a very large impact on the environment. Like the dinosaurs, like the Jurassic Parks have taught us. Right? Yeah, right, exactly. You bring, right. The bigger they are, you bring this one thing. If you're gonna, uh, we're gonna bring this flea back. Although that's probably a bad idea too. Oh, that's probably even worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now that I think <laughs> Lose about control it, control that really quickly. Yeah, but like, but like, you know, you gotta if you gotta ha- you gotta have a plan if you're yes. gonna bring that exactly. back. And if the plan is to have one in a closed environment and that's all you ever did because you just want to study or whatever. Yeah. And then eat it when you're done or whatever you do. What do you do? <laughs> and, and do all this work just to have one dodo bird that lives for uh, a couple of years and then dies, doesn't yeah. lay any eggs because there's no uh, opposite sex dodo birds to fertilize it. And Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. right. You don't want You that. do have to have a plan. You're yeah. right. Um, and so with with all these animals, they do talk about the plans. One of the plans they have for the dodo bird is they think – that they're going to have to go to the island where it was native, the Mauritius, the Mauritian Islands, um, and say, like, basically remove all the invasive species that caused it to go extinct to begin with. Um, and that's time-consuming and maybe good for, for bringing back historically the undoing what what colonialism did to that island and everything and... Yeah, but I don't even think you have to do that. Like, so, like, there's lots of arguments against this, right? Yeah, like, like, couldn't that money be spent on other conservation efforts, um, and and all this? But I don't think you need to answer all those questions. I think, first of all, I think the technology that you're going to learn from doing this is going to be useful in a lot of ways. Um, it's going to be useful in helping us preserve currently existing. Like, we're going to need this 
stuff because we're already on the brink of causing currently living animals to go extinct. Wouldn't we like to know how to bring them back? <laughs> yeah, once yeah we, and, we, and, once and much easier to get their DNA and just kind of uh, lock it in now. Right. So that if things do, if we do have a hard time rehabilitating the species, we can right. uh, start 3D printing our own new ones. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You want your own white tiger. I got good news for you. I mean, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. couldn't, and right. speaking of white tigers, why couldn't we spend a bunch of time on figuring out how to dupe those things? We do it with sheep already, right? Sure. As, as Nikki right, would sure. inform us. Um, and then. If you did some white tiger or whatever those, I don't, I, I, know. I, I don't know if white I've, tigers are the thing. I've but. been to magic shows on the strip. White tigers are disappearing at an alarming rate. <laughs> I mean, I know they're rare, but I don't know that they're. I don't know that they're endangered. Um, yeah, maybe they are. Are they endangered? Would you know, Bobby? I don't know. White tigers. I think yes. They, I th- I'm pretty sure they're endangered. But but the, your point is that currently endangered. You know. Um, species of animals that that we like uh like the giant panda um and they're a good example i think because we have so much trouble breeding them in captivity Mm -hmm. um maybe this is a way that we could help with that dice tomato you know is being dice tomato but does ask uh, (laughs) (laughs) does raise an interesting question which is should we be preserving currently living animals isn't that the point of natural selection the argument i would make is is it and this is not an easy question to answer. I'm not asking this question as a gotcha. Is it natural selection when we have are causing them to go extinct? Some would argue that it is because we are a part of nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some would argue that we have an ethical responsibility as like a part of nature with a the ability to to change like to with with forward thinking and cognitive, the cognitive abilities that we have and the ability to make tools and do science like that, we have an ethical responsibility to be better. Yeah. Um, the problem is just, you're going to have somebody, someone's going to claim, well, it's a slippery, you know, the slippery slope argument that, um, one day you're preserving the next day you're creating a race of super apes and they're going to kill everybody. <laughs> you know, like you're, you get into that right. mindset. And yeah. there's no. Well, you're right. Some some people think there's an arrogance to us trying to save things, and we're just going to, through our arrogance, cause even more problems. Right. Um, that is quite the the point of Jurassic Park, right? Maybe right. <laughs> maybe the answer isn't necessarily uh, un uh, de extincting lost animals. It's increasing the libido of the animals who are bad about re- reproducing. And captivity. Yeah, we just need to use our science brains to make Panda Viagra. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yes. Nailed it. Right. Nailed it. Pandagra. Pandagra. When the walls mm. fell. Yeah, when the walls <laughs> fell. Oh, man. Uh, that's great. I, I'm. Uh, this does fascinates me just because I don't know. I, I guess as from a kid forward, there's always this dream of the Jurassic Park dream of like, hey, can we bring right. something like that back? Seeing, Things yeah, we've never seen animals. before. Yeah, exactly. I'm and excited. I mean, you know, if the mammoth thing works, it'd be really cool to see a mammoth. I'd love to see it, but I also don't want to, you know, wreck parts of the world because we brought a thing back and we shouldn't sure. have. And you know, you know I, I try not to be. I, <laughs> You don't want to be Jeff Goldblum in every case, but yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he right. has that famous line. It was a fictitious movie with a character, but he still said that line that kind of resonates, which was, yeah. we knew we we didn't, we were so busy knowing or seeing if we could, we didn't think if we should or however the way, way it's worded. Yeah. Yeah. Do There's, you think Jeff Goldblum, when he uttered that line, yeah. 
really realized that he would forever make it impossible for for regular people to have serious ethical conversations without without laughing. invoking it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. Probably sure, yeah. not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? He was just reading it anyway. It's not really his deal. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff though because it leads to both interesting science and science fiction, and I like where mm-hmm. my brain goes when that stuff yeah. happens. Yep. Uh, so it's always good to have this stuff on the show, Bobby. Uh, what's happening on your show? What what sort of science are you guys talking about on uh, all around science? Because you're around science, so what is it? Right. What are you observing around, around it? What am I what am I observing around science? Where yeah. well. Uh, as, as you said, our show is all around science. We do that every week, um, talking about science. And this past week we, um, we talked about clouds. Um, you guys, you guys of course know Stephanie from Wisconsin, Stephanie of your pets. Stephanie of pets. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, she, uh, every once in a while she sends us, um, phone messages asking us questions and she asked, she said she was... She was uh, in the car with her husband Kyle, and they uh, they were talking about clouds. And so uh-huh. we went, we went, we talked a bunch about clouds this week, and and how they're made, and how they move, and learned about how to look at the clouds out your window, and actually fo- try to forecast the weather. There's a there's a systematic way to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, do check it out. It's a fantastic podcast available wherever you find them. Bobby Frankenberger. I want you to have a great day. Sorry, I moved Brian's video and didn't mean to. And let's put him right back where he belongs. Uh, let's see if this is shaking. It might crash. Let's find out. Nope. Wait. Okay, good. Did it? Nope. We're good. Woo! Oh, good. Good thing. Jeez, didn't, it wasn't a very good cool. goodbye, though. I feel bad about nervous. that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bobby. It was awesome. As always, let us dive into this voicemail I promised earlier. Okay. This came from Senior Geek, a.k.a. Uh, Gary from Lantronics, a.k.a. Gary from Lot B, and Gary from, what's the new one? Where is he now? Batu. Oh, there you go. Batu. He is. uh, has got some important stuff to share with us about Vegas. Here you go. Hey, this is for TMS. Uh, This is Gary, the senior geek. I was just listening to Coverville's story about having to walk the length of the strip and uh, reminded me of the last uh, TMS Vegas. Um, I was going to meet... Kathy Hopkins at the, uh, oh man, good drugs. Uh, I was going to meet Kathy Hopkins at uh, a bar, the Griffin, uh, because I wanted to go someplace where I didn't have to have a poker machine in front of me. And uh, I got down there before she did, and she kept texting me saying she was on the way. And in the meantime, I kept ordering beers, and I kept getting a shot with my beer. And I sort of lost count. I think I had about four beers and four shots. And uh, at the end of the whole thing, I wound up, uh, I, I stood up, and I was all right getting out of the bar, but it was a good thing there was a railing right outside because I nearly <laughs> fell on my face. And so I sort of had to heel and toe all the way down the Fremont Street experience uh, to the <laughs> plaza. But I made it back okay. And it turns out she was in the process of beating somebody up in the plaza bar. So uh, oh, yeah, sorry was... I missed that. <laughs> but uh, just thought you guys would enjoy that story. Um, I'm doing very well, by the way, on the COVID. Thank you very much. Good. Bye. I know he got the uh, he got the Pax Lovid with this one. He this did, one. yeah. And he's he basically has been feeling fine, just like a enough of a sniffle or something that he got checked and found out they had COVID. But because of the vaccines, probably because he's had it before, also it was a much lighter yeah uh, symptoms than he had before. You know what's cool though too is 
uh, well, I don't know if this is cool. He said in his he said in a Facebook post that um, the HR people at Disney has asked, at the Disney parks asked him, are they? You know, he said I've I've got COVID again. They're like, okay, well, yeah. we have mandatory downtime. Uh, don't worry about it. You're all good. You know, s- s- treating him well and everything. Yep. And then they said, uh, standard procedure. Just need to find out um, where where do you think you may have come in contact with it. <laughs> And Gary's like, yes. I work at Disney yeah. around a billion people. Are you kidding? <laughs> the happiest, what do you call it? The happiest virus factory on earth or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I, that made me laugh so hard when I read that. Oh, that was so amazing. funny. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Gary, for that. Appreciate it. You guys are always uh, welcome to send in your voicemails like Gary, 801-471-0462. And you can send in your emails like Jen, who is say nope to dope normally in the chat room. <laughs> uh, but like Leslie Nope, which is kind of fun. Anyway. Oh, that's cool. Even better. The defib question about whether the, like that Mexican place oh, I found. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, had, we had a couple people. Uh, uh, Bronco even uh, wrote in about this. Yeah. A few people have uh, taken me to school about it because I didn't know these were like required at places, but apparently it yeah. is. Um, anyway, he says, I work for a fire department here in Colorado. Hey, Colorado Connection. Oh, Colorado Connection. says, I wanted to send you a quick clarification on your conversation yesterday about the AEDs or defibrillators and fire extinguishers. Typically, AED requirements are made at the state level. For instance, many states require AEDs at schools and airports or airports. Both AEDs and fire extinguishers are only useful if they are accessible. Putting AEDs in a place where anyone, including patrons of a restaurant, can see it helps with the CPR slash life support process. When you perform CPR, you are supposed to pick someone nearby to go find an AED while you find compression, uh, compression or you do compressions. Keep the box visible uh, and you will help non-employee people find it. Also, fire extinguishers are required by code to be conspicuous, uh, so they shouldn't be hidden or blocked. Uh, if they are tucked away in a closet or cabinet, there needs to be a sign indicating that location, depending on what code your jurisdiction has adopted. Hope that helps clear things up. Jen, it uh, does. Uh, yeah, for sure. A lot. Because I was thinking I was thinking about, you know, all right, well, the employees who've been hastily trained on how to use this thing, it, as long as they know where it is, it's important. But I wasn't thinking about the fact that, no, it needs to be usable by random customers in case they're the only people who can get to it or they can get to it faster than anybody else which is like oh okay so there's enough like the instructions are minimal enough that that with no training i could look at these pictograms and say all right i can save this person's life with three thousand volts of electricity right 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 yeah or i can take it and run and put it on my burrito just to see what happens you know? <laughs> my, my burrito's cold. Let me grab that yeah. uh, AED, please. Thank I just you. go yeah. clear. Blah, and everyone gets like green sauce yeah. all over them. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. the other uh, thing I was going to say about stuff. this is like uh, I took a CPR class years and years ago. It's been a long time. I was CPR certified for a while. Oh, wow. Probably That's have cool. to redo it um, now. But anyway, I did it because I was uh, one of the leaders for a scout group. Anyway, <laughs> long and the short of it is I do not remember them saying a thing about the AEDs or public locations or any of that. So I don't know if that's a new thing or if they just CPR certification doesn't require it, but you should know about it. Like it's just good knowledge or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway, I hope nobody ever has to use one. Gosh, no kidding. That's yep. the lesson there. Uh, Jen sent that to our email address, uh, which is themorningstream at gmail.com. So use that number, use that email, or uh, text us if you want at that phone number as well. We'd be happy to read them on the show. Thank you, everybody who supports us on Patreon. Please keep that coming. With a, a single dollar a month, you gain access to all kinds of great content. And if you want to try out some of the other levels there, you'll get even more 
So do check it out. You get pre-show content even today and every day. You get couch parties on the weekend. Oh, quick note about that. Couch party this weekend will be an hour earlier. So instead, oh, right. of, yeah. instead of 3 p.m., it'll be 2 p.m. I have a thing with Tom Merritt uh, at our normal time. So to get our hour in, we got to push it a little bit. But anyway, it'll all work out. Uh, Art in the mail and other great benefits. Go check it out and read all about it at patreon.com slash TMS and giant, giant kisses and thanks to everybody who already supports us. Smoochy, smoochy. Smoochy. Brian, uh, all other, oh, all other things, frogpants.com slash TMS. That includes requesting songs, and you'll now hear an example of that from Brian Ibbett. Yes, you will. This this right here is an example of that very thing. Howdy, Sonata and Bolero. I've been listening to you guys since day one, and Scott, since I discovered the instance back in 06. You've helped me through countless hours of otherwise mind-numbing work at several different jobs through the years. I finally remembered to request a song for my birthday this year, though maybe too late. I'll be turning 33 on February 6th, but any day is fine for the request. I'd like to hear something jam band or jam adjacent if you've got it widespread panic grateful dead fish etc believe it or not they're not all 25 minute meandering guitar solos no but they mostly are the pizza <laughs> tapes has some great jerry garcia blues grass bluegrass covers i trust your judgment thanks a bunch love you guys p.s you still got scooters oh i do but you have to hear this first let's party all right and then oh no i still haven't done the scooters conversion so instead you're gonna oh, get yeah. um uh, here. Bad gay movies. There you go. That's what you get. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I went to trivia last night yeah. and uh, I'm up at the bar paying for my cider and a guy comes up and says, how do I know you? I totally, I, I, I recognize you, but I can't figure out. Did I inspect your company? I'm like, well, no, I don't really. I mean, my company never needs any inspection. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I do graphic design web design i've done lift for a while uh do podcasting he's like that's it oh my god you're brian ibbett and i'm like yeah he's like i listen to you and scott on tms or i used to listen on tms when i was training for a marathon i was stationed in iraq and i was training for a marathon uh and i was listening to you guys nonstop during that so oh wow that's awesome to you and uh and a thanks to me for the hours of uh the hours of work oh that's great that's a i love when that happens that's awesome very cool Totally made me feel like a big shot at the bar too, like, uh, like, oh yes, uh, oh thank you, yes, I'm recognized <laughs> far and wide, yes. Mm. The bar anyway. turn, the bartender turns around and goes, "This one's on us. This one's on the house." Yeah, exactly. Brian. Oh, podcaster helping oh. people. Well, gosh, your cider's free, sir. <laughs> yeah. Nope, yeah. doesn't work that way, folks. Sorry. Nope. No, but shout out to Joe and Casey, in case he's listening. Uh, anyway, Jonathan's request, something jam band? Well, let's give you some jam band. Let's listen to some Panic, which I realized in uh, during a lift ride recently that in jam band circles, Panic refers to widespread panic and not Panic at the Disco, as I uh, mistakenly replied oh. to the uh, passenger. Anyway... Uh, here is widespread panic from their Jack Asso Lantern album from 2004. Keeping the Rolling Stones rolling this week with a cover of Sympathy for the Devil. See you guys tomorrow. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for many long years Stole many man, soul and faith Was around when Jesus Christ Had his moment without a pain Made time so he pilot Wash his hands, seal his face 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I can swim! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.